<laughs> Happy Here Friday. we go. We're live, baby. Happy Friday. Ooh, it is that time. It is that day. Hump day. You were about to say hump day. I, I no, no, no. I was. I said pumped, dude. Like ready pumped. to rock and roll this thing. Yeah. Raw. All right. Hit the intro, son. Let's get into it. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros! <laughs> what up, ladies and gents? Happy Friday. It Happy is Friday. Uh, the 10th of July, 10 days a beautiful into day. Q3, and we are rocking and rolling. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we're going to be c- talking about uh, cutting out those people who are negative influences in your life, stuff Uh-oh. like that. Um, and it is an open forum. We had to reschedule a guest. So if you guys are interested, uh, we'd love to have you guys uh, comment on stuff. Happy Viernes, Happy Vida. Viernes. Uh, so, you know, feel free to comment in, feel free to, to drop in your questions, uh, opinions on this particular matter. Cause I think it's kind of a tough conversation to be having. So here mm, we go. Let's I'm jump into this thing. All right, dude. So, uh, here's how the, the whole topic popped into my head. Well, first of all, we had to come up with something real quick off the cuff, right? Yeah. And you didn't so, even warn me about this one. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. You were writing up your, uh, hands insurance tip. So I had to think of something, right? Uh, so job, anyways, um, in part of my 5am club, we read a book, right? It's part of a part of the thing. And so we started a new book. Uh, it's called limitless by, uh, Jim, uh, quick with a K Jim quick. That's and not the, uh, that's not the, the same thing as the movie where you take the little pill and then all of a sudden you're like super smart. It's funny, dude. Cause Eric said the same thing in the morning. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Can I just cheat and watch the movie? <laughs> Why so serious? Right. So, okay. So, so, uh, it's kind of the same thing. So this first, first of all, the book's like 12 hours long in, in, uh, in audible. Right. So okay, it, it's, it's quite, it's got quite some stuff. Uh, is, mm-hmm. and I'm, I just started it today and it, it's talking about the powers of your mind, right. And what your mind is capable of doing and how powerful our minds actually are. And, uh, and it, it got me thinking about, you know, that, that whole idea of we become what we think about. And, and our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Because we are powerful beyond measure, right? But we also come across so so part of it is what we think about. So when we say things to ourselves like, oh man, I can't do that, or I'm broke right now, or you know, whatever comes out of your mouth, whether it's uh something that's a positive outlook in life where it's gonna take you in a direction that you want to go in, or something that's limiting yourself that you know you're incapable, you're not smart enough, uh, you're not disciplined enough, you're already telling your mind what it is that you want it to perceive, right? Um, so to kind of go a little bit beyond that, I, I was thinking, well, let's talk about the people that we surround ourselves with. Because part mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. we part of what we say and how we act is because of the people that we surround ourselves with, right? Right. There are people in our inner circle. There are people that we spend a lot of time with. Sometimes it's family lately. It's a lot of family because of COVID, but it's, you know, family. It's also things like your coworkers. It's also, uh, maybe people that you spend time with on a podcast on a regular basis. The people who you listen oh, oh, to, huh. I feel attacked, right? <laughs> now it's more like no, but, know, the, uh, the podcast, but I mean, it's, to. it's it, oh yeah, there you go. But it's like mom always said, right? Tell me who your friends are. I'll tell you who you are. Exactly. Exactly. But the problem with that 
is oftentimes we start off with, for example, you're not necessarily close friends with the people that you grew up with when you were, you know, let's say fifth or sixth grade, right? As you grow up in life, parts of what happens is is you grow up and sometimes you grow apart. People move in different directions. But even within your circle, within your group, you tend to uh, move in different directions. Some of the some of the people in your group maybe get married. Some of the people in your group maybe have kids. Some of the people in your group maybe go to college. Some of them go into you know different directions, and you kind of have to reflect on yourself here and decide what it is that you want to do. When we were in our twenties, Ham, uh, you know, we bought our first house when we were twenty years old, and we had our first business right after, soon after that. And we really did treat it more like a piggy bank. We didn't invest oh, yeah. time into our business because in our 20s, we weren't too worried about you know what our career was going to be in the future. We kind of started thinking about it, but really we were concerned with how fast can we finish the day so we can get home, play video games, party, hang, yeah, hang out with friends, whatever it was going to be. That's what the 20s were, were about mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. us. Had we wanted to screw around all the time. Yeah, had, wanted to screw around. Now, we hung out with a lot of people who wanted to screw around too, right? Mm-hmm. As we got a little bit older, as things changed, some of us continued to evolve and, and move into different lifestyles. Some of us didn't, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, part of being human and part of being some of these issues is when you connect with people, when you have memories with people, when you have, you know, a relationship with a lot of people, uh, it's very difficult to say, Hey man, um, I can't be hanging out with you anymore. Like we, you and I, I mean, we're, we have this past, we're cool. You know, it's not like a, like I hate you or anything, but you're not in a, you're not acting or, or ambitious or mm-hmm. care to go in the direction that I'm going in. And it's kind of weird. Cause you got to say something like, you know, Hey man, I'm leaving you behind, bro. Like, like yeah. I'm moving forward. And you're not moving in my direction and I got to let you go. And it's weird because, you know, what we love saying right here, right? We do the minimum, the minimum of mind is super powerful. I think, what does he mean? I think it's that? just the mind, just the mind the, is super powerful. The mind is super powerful. It totally is. Right. Uh, and we got to cut ourselves from some of these people who are not moving in our direction. That's not to say they're completely cut out. And, and on the one thing, it's the friend side. On the other thing, there's family too. There's always yeah. that section of family. And, and I, I often have this conversation in my head, especially ever since Danny passed away. Right. Um, like, what could I have done differently? What could I have made? You know, what could I have done to rather than push him out of a, a, a way more like bring him in? And and mm-hmm. I, I contemplate with myself because on the one hand, it's like, you know, there are a number of things that I probably could have done. But then there's a lifestyle that he wanted to lead that wasn't the same lifestyle that I wanted to lead. And it's mm-hmm. kind of hard because it's it's much more difficult when it's close to you like that, when it's family, because we grew up very much in a family comes first environment, right? right. Family first, family first, family first, family will always have your back. And for the most part, that still is true today. For the most part, like if they ever needed something, you know, we were, we're always there to, to, you know, pick somebody up or, or, you know, go, go, you know, help them out, move furniture or whatever it is. But even with family, we don't spend as much time with every single person in our family like we did when we were younger. Part of it is maybe growing up, but part of it is, you know, like at what point do we decide 
who is the person that we're going to hang out with? Who are those people that we want to network with? Who are the people that we want to be around? And at what point do we decide this is an end? And that's kind of the discussion I wanted to have today. What do you, what, what's your uh, two cents on that, Ham? So your question is basically, at what point do you consider a relationship, a friendship, whatever the case might be, you have to kind of put an end to it and move on because you're just going in different directions? Yeah, like, have you have you had to have that conversation? Have you had to sit down and tell somebody, yo, dude, like, can't be hanging out anymore? Has that has that happened to you yet? Have you had to do that? I don't I don't think that I've necessarily had that conversation with anybody. Um, I don't necessarily think that it's a conversation that I've ever had to have. You know, I mean, just thinking about just talking about Danny specifically. You know, I mean, he he used to crashed at your house you know a bunch of different times and you know for various periods of time (laughs) um and you know it it unfortunately would um bring other unforeseen problems um and so you know i i it's tough when it's our brother and the things that he's doing are just causing like too much too much uh heartache too much issues too many too many there's just other stuff going on that 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 is uncontrollable and we you know you had to have that conversation with him other than him though i don't think that you've had to have that conversation when it comes to like other friends and uh acquaintances whatever i think the the majority of it especially nowadays is social media yeah. And for me, I last week took a social media break. You know, mm-hmm. it was getting too much. It was for me, it was to a point where I was spending way too much time swing through my phone, uh, getting mad at, you know, all the different things were going on and, you know, uh, having, you know, all kinds of, of eh, semi, no, just unproductive conversation. Hope it would be productive. Um, but mostly it was just, you know, a lot of, a lot of time spent scrolling and you know what I and, think and I like, I like what Vidal says right here, by the way, he says, yes, hate my cell phone, but God bless family. But, but right. Cause there's always that, that huge, but, and I think what you're talking about here, um, it, it can, it can kind of go twofold, right? It can kind of go in the sense of when you are, um, you know, focusing your time scrolling through your your Instagram or your Facebook or your Twitter, whatever, and just letting it consume your time. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand is, you know, there's the friends that you're going to see online that are going to drag you down a rabbit hole that may not necessarily be a productive rabbit hole that you want to be going down. That doesn't really align with uh, who you are or where you want to go. Maybe it's it's tugging at you know some heartstrings here and there, but you know for example, there's always that uh, I, I love them because I think they're interesting, but they're time consuming. Those Facebook fights, right? Where somebody mm-hmm. will throw out a political blurb, or lately it's been like the the Black Lives Matter or the COVID conspiracies or you know Hollywood celebrities, and that stuff can get interesting. Plenty to talk about plenty to talk about. But those things are also distractions from what you want to achieve. For example, right now we're focusing our attention on systematizing the insurance agency and getting ready to launch the Carrier Experience podcast, right? Mm-hmm. 
anything else that's taken away from that during our productive time is something that we need to cut out. Right. right. And it's not as easy to do, you know, cause you know, some Sometimes. of those people, some of those people on our social media feeds, I mean, we, we talk to them on a regular basis, but mm-hmm. uh, we don't. So what's funny is when, um, when I realized that I was create habit, I was reading or listening to power of habit. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was just really cool to, uh, for me to recognize that this has become a habit. I reach for my phone and I that specific area right on my phone that right there that that's where social media stuff is mm. on this side on this side right open up the, the phone and boom it's right there and i'm like twitching for it mm. i don't have my phone on me when when i'm developing that habit uh, i don't have my phone on me i for my phone or if you know or if i have my phone me you know it's or i turn it off you know, it's like an extra thing that I have to do. So there's, um, hi, possibly paper. Uh, so there's like these additional um, steps that break that habit loop. Yes. Yeah. And isn't it, didn't it feel almost like um, it's it's like an addiction, right? Like for it some is. reason, that's a habit. It's a habit, exactly right? What a habit is. It's it's an it's an addiction to whatever's going on in that space. And and when I was reading in the book, uh, in Limitless today, and they were talking about how we interact with social media, and how it's actually making us uh, not as smart. And they were talking about, for example, um, cab drivers in London, right? And they were doing studies on on their brain, and they were saying basically that the way the brain operates is more like a muscle than like a hard drive. So a lot of us think of our brain like a hard drive. We're going to fill it with stuff. And maybe we stop paying attention to certain things or not go in a certain direction for fear of, you know, filling up the hard drive with a bunch of useless information, which I always thought of it that way personally. I always thought, man, I have so many stupid songs and movie quotes in my head. Like I'm going to run out of space in my brain for. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Right. And, and uh, that's, but that's what I was thinking, right? I was thinking, I always thought of it as like a hard drive, but they're saying that it's more like a muscle. It's more like, you know, when we were kids growing up, I knew all my friends' phone numbers by heart. I could, you know, right. I knew you were in a 423, you were in a 575, you were in a 424, and I just had to remember yep. the last four numbers. But the, the fact that I had to remember, I was using my brain, and my brain would essentially, you know, modify itself to, to uh, keep more of that type of information. The more right. we use our memory um, and the more we, we access certain memories, the stronger they become. And it, the everything else that, that distracts us is, is pushing away from, from what it's doing. Every single brain, according to what they're saying, is like a snowflake. They're all different. And, they're mo- and our brain is being is molded. Everybody a snowflake? Yeah, basically, right? <laughs> but our brain is basically being molded to help us, you know, be, do the best we can in our particular situations. And so back to the cab drivers, these cab drivers are driving down London streets all the time. And mm-hmm. because they're constantly going, you know, make a left here, make a right here, they're always knowing, you know, where streets are, where they are in accordance to, you know, location and maybe even traffic, uh, traffic times during the day. And so they're utilizing these memory uh parts of their brain over and over and over again. And so they tend to be able to have 
uh, more of a long-term memory, more of a short-term memory even, because they use that part of their muscle all the time. Whereas the rest of us who turn to technology for a simple solution, like we want information, we go and we just Google it, right? Or we want a phone number, we just go to our contact list or, you know, whatever right. it is, we turn to, to, uh, to our, to our technology as a handicap and we're not utilizing those muscles the same way. So right. So making us dumber essentially. Right. However, it's just modifying our brain to be used differently. Right. right? And so, you know, it, in, in thinking about that, when we're cutting out people or we're cutting out certain aspects of our lives and trying to use our mind just a little bit more, trying to think about situations, uh, doing a little bit more of a critical thinking, think about uh, like if, if you want to know what's going on in the world, what's the first thing you do? We hop on and try to find a solution to you know our answer through other people's opinions. We either hop on our social media feeds, we hop on the news channels, uh, and we kind of, for the most part, take those words as what is happening. Right? We we lose the sense of that critical uh, critical thinking aspect of life. We don't question things anymore. We just kind of, you know, and it's funny because we make it as a joke oftentimes, right? Well, it's on the internet. It's got to be true. But we're slowly getting to the point where that's actually the case for us in our own minds. Mm -hmm. We need a solution. We go to the internet and boom, it's it must be true because I found it online. Right. Right. I mean, that's I mean, that's like so true. Drummer, dumber and lazy. Dumber. And, yeah, dumber and lazier for sure. And and that's kind of the issue. You know, that that's that's my main topic for today is is what can I do as an individual? What am I doing in my normal day to day to help myself get out of some of these habits and put myself in a positive direction? And we're, we're going to keep that thing going. I'm going to come back to that. But first, Ham's insurance tip of the day. I think you picked the wrong green. Oops, that was me. Whoopsie! <laughs> supposed to be you. <laughs> All right. Well, today uh, we're going to talk a little bit about income protection policy. I've talked a whole lot about everybody's cars and your home and your business and all this other stuff. But what I haven't touched on is, oh boy, that just sounds weird coming out now. But what I haven't talked about as much is <laughs> you. <laughs> you are insurable. Your life, your health and your ability to earn an income are all things that you want to protect. So let's talk a little bit about what that means. Income protection, also commonly known as disability insurance, is a, a policy that will guarantee an income to you if you're sick, injured, or disabled and can no longer work. If you are a partnered, married, home, you probably had to qualify for your mortgage with your partner, with your spouse. Both incomes were likely a part of the lender's calculation to provide you with a loan. So what happens if one of you gets sick or injured? Make enough money to keep that roof over your heads? If income protection is a policy you will want to consider to protect your investment, your home, but more importantly, your family, so that you don't go bankrupt or homeless if you lose your ability to work. If you have any questions or need any advice, give Pipeline Insurance a call at... 728-994 and follow me on Twitter at insurance bro ham. 
All right, then we're going to have to check into your internet connection because ever since you moved, you get a little choppy. Really? Yeah, yeah. Not choppy on my end. I mean, it's not choppy on my <laughs> that's, that's true. It's true. It's not choppy on your end. Well, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see if anybody else who, who's uh, if anybody wants to comment and let us know if it's choppy on your end, uh, if it's me or if it's James being choppy or if I'm just crazy and it's just, uh, it's just something I see on my end. Appreciate it. All right. So uh, strategies, dude, what types of strategies have you put into place when, you know, as you're reading the habit, for example, and you start to notice, oh, man, this is not a habit that is productive, you know, that I don't want to continue to do. You know, what do you do? What have you been doing to help you improve or change that habit or start a new habit? You know, just the one thing is to be able to notice it and identify it. Like, I think that that's one of the biggest things. Uh, When you talk to someone who is uh, in AA, for example, right? Uh, The first step is to admit that you have a problem. Mm -hmm. You can admit that you have a problem, then you can go ahead and work on it. I think that that's probably one of the biggest things is I was able to recognize it as a habit that I was forming. And to quickly be able to curb it. Um, so it's just a matter of saying, okay, well, I know the results that I'm getting if I continue to look at this. I mean, I was getting cranky in the mornings because I was looking at things that weren't positive. I was uh, wasting a lot of time during the day, so I wasn't as productive. Um, and, you know, I was just not as attentive to the people around me. Um, and, you know, I could feel it, they could feel it. It just, all kinds of things. Um, and I was able, like I said, to identify where the source of that was. And so it was just a matter of making that conscious decision saying, you know what, this isn't what I want to do. Let me take some steps to curb it. So, you know, I deleted the apps off my phone, took the shortcuts off of my browser, uh, just made it so that it's more difficult to get to add extra convenient steps to try and, you know, access those, those social media, um, habits that I was, um, but you know, there are other habits that might not have, uh, might not be social media. Um, like what kind of habit have you noticed about yourself that are detrimental or not as productive? So for me lately, it's been my schedule. I, I still get up every morning at 4.20 every morning. I get myself ready and I, I go for my morning run and I do my push-ups, my sit-ups, that sort of stuff. But I find myself creeping into bed afterwards and spending more time sleeping when I was, you know, when COVID first hit, I was super productive. I had those good mm-hmm. four or five hours. And one of the main reasons why I need that extra sleep is because I'm finding at the end of my day, my bedtime's getting later and later and later. It's going mm. from, you know, nine o'clock to 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, sometimes hitting, you know, if, if I have a restless, you know, night or whatever, I'm not falling asleep till midnight. And so that, that, that habit at the end of the day is really affecting what I'm doing at the beginning of my day. I'm still right. able to, you know, wake up and get going. I just don't have the same energy throughout the day. So I'm, you know, I'm starting to pay attention to being intentful with my with the end of my day because that is really going to affect what I do at the beginning of my next day. And so for me in in my own personal schedule, you know, I speaking of cutting things out, right? Uh, you know, I, I find that because I'm spending 
uh, more time in the evening doing stuff that like Netflix or whatever. Um, and, and it takes away from my morning. That morning also takes away. I'm cutting out my own kids, my own spouse, because I'm not being as productive in the morning when they mm. don't need me. You know what I mean? So for me, it's, it's again, just like you said, it's identifying that issue, identifying the fact that there's something wrong with what I'm doing and restructuring my calendars, uh, shifting my time blocks again and, and just forcing myself to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, um, you know, I love the idea of extreme ownership. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Jocko, Jocko Jocko Wilkins. Wilkins, uh, just that awesome idea that, you know what, there's only one person that can make that decision, right? You are ultimately responsible for every minute of your day. You are ultimately responsible for waking up at 420 in the morning for 40 for me. Uh, you are ultimately responsible for turning off your phone and getting off of uh, Netflix at 9 p.m. so that you can get into bed at a decent hour. You are ultimately ultimately responsible for all of those things. And if you are not taking that extreme ownership for your own habits, then there's nobody else to blame. And, uh, and that's, that's just kind of one of those things like for, for me as well, when I noticed that I was having this bad habit of getting into social media and getting lost in it and spending way too much time in it, I took ownership of that. I took responsibility for that. And I said that I don't want that to be my life. Um, I woke up one morning and my first thought was, it went to my why statement. My first thought was, what can I do today to add positivity? You had actually mm-hmm. talked to me uh, about, you had mentioned about positivity. You were like, I oh, know, I'm just trying to be positive, trying to be positive, trying to be positive. And one morning I woke up and instead of, of reaching for the phone, that I had that thought just kind of hit me out of nowhere. And I made the intention that day on, I want that to be the first thing that I think of when I wake up in the morning. I want that to be my first thought. What can I do to spread positivity today? And that was just a change uh... of my habit. Yeah, that, well, that that initial thought, right? When I get up in the morning, I never feel like getting up, right? It, my alarm goes off at four twenty. It doesn't matter whether I got seven hours of sleep, eight hours of sleep, you know, four hours of sleep. I don't feel like getting up when the alarm goes off. But mm-hmm. you know, to what I what I started to realize um, is thinking of the end game, right? End game, boomsh. Thinking of the end game. Uh, what is it that I'm going to feel like if I do not get up and run, if I do not get up and do my exercise, I am going to feel horrible. It's going to bother me all day. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and find flaws or whatever and start blaming Mm -hmm. myself for, for, you know, well, no wonder you look the way you look or no wonder you feel the way you feel because you didn't go for a run. Like there's that Mm -hmm. way of feeling or. I can feel like I do when I finish my workout. Like I feel like I've accomplished something. Like I have that energy flowing through Mm -hmm. me and it doesn't matter whether I, you know, only have four or five hours of sleep. Sometimes when I get only four or five hours of sleep, my workout's even harder and I push through and I have a better workout when I think it's going to suck than when I think I have all kinds of energy and then it doesn't pan out all right. But at the end, when I'm done with it, I feel better. So when, you know, I try to focus my attention on how I want to feel intentfully, this is yeah. what I want to do. When I get up, I'm going to feel at the end of my workout accomplished, right? And it cuts out 
everything else. It cuts out that feeling of I'm tired. It cuts out that feeling of should I, uh, maybe I can close my eyes. Maybe I can hit the snooze button. It cuts it all out because I know that I'm going to get to this next thing that I want to do. And I think um, for me, it's working really well. I mean, it's been a little over a year getting up again and doing the whole gym thing and working out and running in the morning at that time. So it's become a good habit. I still don't like to get up, but it's become a good habit to focus in on what I'm going to feel like in the end. And I think I need to take that same thought process for the rest of the activities that I plan out for my day. When I get up in the morning, I need to, you know, I journal in the evening, but I'm going to get in the habit. I want to start building the habit of, you know, writing in my journal in the morning with, um, with a focus on what is my daily goal for the day and what am I, what do I intend to accomplish and how do I tend to feel at the end of this day? If I can put that into place and I'm always focusing on the positive aspect of completing that task, then I think I'm going to have a, a more of a positive result in a long-term phase, right? Because I think part of my problem, me personally, was, yeah, I feel, I know I'm going to, I'm going to feel good after my workout. I go and I do my workout, but then I think, you know, I was rewarding myself with, well, I can go back and take a nap. And the nap turned from (laughs) 20 minutes to 30 minutes to an hour to an hour and a half, right? Because Mm -hmm. I keep looking for that. So basically I'm going back to bed. Right. Which defeats the purpose, right? But because I'm, but because I was thinking in my head, Mm -hmm. that's the end goal. And because I put that thought in my head, because I told myself that the end goal was after I'm done, I can reward myself with a nap or more sleep, right? That's the limit. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying I can, I have to take out the whole thing. I just have to reposition it like, okay, you get a 20 minute nap and I think it should be further out. Maybe it's like at 11 o'clock or two o'clock or whatever time later in the afternoon so that I have that intent in mind or rewarded after a certain number of activities have been completed or after I finish my one thing, whatever it's going to be, but have that intent up front. Right. Yeah, no, it's, and uh, I think you're alluding to, it seems like you're alluding to uh, your book Limitless and how we put these constraints on ourselves uh, and funny enough, I was having a conversation with uh, Parker over uh, from Junto today. He was talking about how when we think that we've done everything we can do, it's pretty much only about 40% of what we really can do. Mm-hmm. And there's, we really are limitless, right? Just like that, that, that quote, that movie clip that I played earlier, uh, our biggest fear isn't that we are powerless. Inadequate. How does it go? Inadequate. Inadequate, but that we are powerful beyond measure. That's right. And in and, and that 40%, by the way, works in, in physical too. So, you, you mm-hmm. know, Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about it. He's like, I don't even count the number of reps till I can't feel my arms anymore till, I, till it burns. That's it burns. when I start counting. Right. Yeah. And, and I try to do the same thing. I still do my 50, but I try to keep going. And then when I feel like I can't, I want to do five more. Right. And that's kind there of the mentality go. that we want to have here with whatever it is that you're trying to do. You, you feel like you can't get up. But I promise you, when you sit up and you get going, find that end game. What's the next thing that you want to do? What is it going to feel like having accomplished that goal that you want to accomplish? And then you'll start to cut things out, right? I mean, that's that's just naturally who, who, how it's going to happen. I, I don't know if we talked so much about cutting out you know, people, but maybe cutting out habits. <laughs> maybe cutting out people, cutting out habits, it's fine. It's all the same. I don't think it means what you think it means. 
You've been dying to use that clip, huh? I love that clip. It's the best. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents. I hope you enjoyed this week. Business Bros Pod. Hey, I just want to remind you all, if you guys are interested in starting a podcast, head over to businessbros.biz slash setup. Uh, you guys can uh, sign up to uh, watch my, it's about a 40-minute presentation. I'm going to show you how you can create a podcast on your own, uh, audio, video, live streaming, all for free. Get guests on your show, how to be a guest on other shows. I'll show you how to do all that stuff for free. Uh, it's at businessbros.biz slash setup. It's at 12 o'clock on Mondays if you're Pacific Standard Time or 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Either way, check it out, um, and uh, hopefully I can help you guys get started in podcasting. All right, ladies and gents, enjoy the rest of your weekend. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.